Hello, everyone. I am Patty Silverman. I'm the communications director for the SF Music Tech Summit. And we are really excited to present our Startup Innovator Challenge winners for Summit 14. And this is really what this conference is all about, finding early companies, um, promoting them along the way and supporting them and having them come back and show us what they're doing. So we're going to kick off with our past four Summit winners. We have some past winners in the audience. So if anyone is out there that wants to come up and speak for 30 seconds about what you've been up to and what you're working on, that's where we'll start. Hi, my name is Shahar. I'm the CEO and founder of Stagedom. And if any of you just been to the VC talk, um, basically they pitched my company much better than me. So that's exactly what we do. We help you build this cool, immersive, interactive experiences, marketing, analytics, big data around live events, and um, music for the music industry. We're basically the Omniture, the double click, the Google ads for live. And basically um, it's already in closed beta. Uh, we work with mostly right now DJs and bands, uh, mostly mid-size. If any of you kind of want to check it out, I would love to give you a sneak peek and definitely would love to get your feedback. Thank you. Awesome. Do we have any other past notable startups in the room? Feel free to come up. Hey everybody, I'm Dave Champagne and I'm co-founder of Local Music Vibe and uh, we were pleased to be picked as one of these previously and in the last, whatever, it's been six months or so, we have just been steadily growing uh, more and more communities around the world. Local Music Vibe is a resource for uh, promoting what is live in your community. So there's plenty of places you can go to find out who's on tour. Um, but we like to be the place that you can go to find out what's at home. Uh, and there's a bunch of music out there, and we've had a lot more musicians sign on, a lot more uh, places. We're about 3,500 shows a week get added in about 400 communities, and just keeps growing and growing and growing. So I uh, hope to see you guys out there at a show. Thanks. Anyone else in the room from a past winner? Hi, uh, good afternoon. I'm Alex. Uh, I lead a music tech startup in Ireland. Uh, our main product is called Civil, and we've been one of the winners uh, in, I think that was October last year, or the one before maybe. Uh, we do music discovery uh, at the moment mostly for YouTube, but we're expanding to other platforms, including Deezer and probably Spotify in the future. And since the last time since we won, we um, also had interest from other business to build their own apps in Deezer and Spotify. So we are doing a bit of B2B on, on these different topics. and. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's great to be there. Okay. Right. Is that it for the past winners? Okay. Hi, I'm Fred. I'm with Pulse Locker. And so what Pulse Locker is, it's, so it's uh, for DJs who want legitimate and affordable access to music. Pulse Locker is a music subscription service for the DJ that provides uh, access to a vast catalog of music. So we have about 5 million tracks. We just closed with Merlin uh, in August. And so uh, unlocks, unlike Spotify, DJs can actually use our, soft, our, our, uh, our music and our application uh, offline on the, on the uh, most popular DJ applications, including Tractor and Serato. So effectively think of it as a, uh, a streaming service, uh, one part, and then a, uh, a locker service that you can play. You can actually download all the music to your computer, play it offline as much as you want for a, uh, for a monthly subscription. So that's Pulse Locker. All right. I think that's it for our past notables. If anyone else shows up, feel free. We'll give you some time to talk. So we're going to go on to the winners from Summit 14, starting with Muzar.
And each of the startups are going to be doing a three-minute demo, so bear with us while we set things up in between. Okay, I've got uh, three minutes. I'm not going to do a live demo because I had DNS problems, but after that, you know, you can, I can give you the uh, URLs and everything, and, and we can also set up a conference. So what is Mozart about? It's a digital reward infrastructure for artists on the web. And by the way, I didn't present myself. I'm Stan Inzi. I'm a partner in Mozart, and I come from France, as you can hear from the accent. Uh, any problems, any questions, any things you don't understand, I'd be happy to repeat, no problem. So we do that because talent deserves more than a like. So what is the problem? Problem is that everywhere on the, on the, in the world, artists can collect money from people for, who like their music. Everywhere except on the web. And that's a problem because the free distribution of content, music, videos, picture, whatever, is going expo exponentially while music revenues are going down, as we all know. So what's the solution? The solution is a new source of revenues for artists on the web and social networks. And what we create is reward link service that allow users and fans to give monetary support right where they enjoy the music for free. Any streaming service that is ad-supported is compatible with Mozart. The, the service is fully functioning website in English and in dollars. So you know, don't, be, don't be afraid because this French accent is working for you <laughs> in English, in American English, and in dollars. It's live since January 2013, and we already have nearly 2,000 artists and generated in excess of 25K reward links. So what is a reward link? A reward link is a specific URL that we produce, the platform is producing URLs with the artist's name or for each of their work. How does it work? The artist come, create an account on Mozart, very simple, two steps, ID, password, and then connect and synchronize the account with, uh, with the Mozart platform and nothing else to do. Immediately, bang, the reward my music links is on top of the description in all of the social networks where the artist is putting up their work. It's immediate. After that, the fan just has to click on the reward link, choose the amount they want to give, minimum 30 cents, and, and pay, and that's all. Fans don't even need to register. They can if they want afterward, but they don't even need. So we put a lot of programming in making it simple. Very simple, very easy to use. We already worldwide. 30% of the traffic is from the US, and in excess of a third of our artists' accounts are from the US. And we already had quite a lot of press. That's an example of a couple of quotes that we have in the last six months. So that's it. Thank you very much, and uh, have a nice uh, end of summit in, in, uh, in San Francisco here, and good luck for the other contestants. Do we have any uh, quick questions for Muzar? How do you get my money? I, if, I'm a fan, if I'm a fan and I want to give you a contribution or, a, or, or to an artist for a song or a work, as an artist or as I, a fan? Uh, no, uh, as a fan. Uh, there's three clicks. Yeah. I've designated Is that some PayPal for oh, the for, oh, for the time? Yeah, we're on PayPal for the time being. 
we extend to other uh, payment means uh, in, in the future. And what I forgot to say is that the service is free for the artist, and the artists get 80% of all of the revenues that go through the event. And when I say all the revenues, it's all because there is no VAT, no sales tax. It's donation. So there's no VAT, no sales tax. If the artist is posting the link with the reward on their site, on their newsletter, on their Twitter account, they also get the 20% of promotion. So they get 80 plus 20 equal 100%. Mozart is only getting 20% on the reward links that is generated by the platform automatically. Um, any other questions? All right. Thanks. So ZT Amplifiers is up next. This is a much better microphone. Hi, thanks for uh, giving us a few minutes up here. My name's Ken Cantor. I'm founder and president of ZT Amplifiers over in the People's Republic of Berkeley. Uh, and um, I'd like to tell you a little bit about what we do. First, I'll talk about the products. And then I'll talk a little about the company. And then we'll do a quick demo for you so you can determine if we're telling the truth or not. Um, so um, in the audio business, and in the consumer products business in general, everything shrinks. That's what happens. Uh, sound systems get smaller, media gets smaller, uh, TVs get smaller. The one thing that hasn't gotten smaller is amplifiers for PA and for guitars. Why is this? It's complicated. Uh, there are some technical reasons, but a lot of it is just conservatism on the part of the um, uh, engineer and designers in that field, and also um, technology issues. Uh, we've decided to bring our own backgrounds in consumer products and integration and high tech to bear on the issue of PA and instrument amplifiers. And the result is a series of amplifiers. This is our best known. It's called the Lunchbox. This is our ginormous largest model. And uh, we also have a smaller model, which isn't here right now. And um, they're very uh, competent, fully capable amplifiers that you can gig with and uh, use in a live band. How do we do that? Well, number one, um, there's a lot of uh, hardcore acoustics and electronics uh, in the product. And also, there's a lot of synergy between elements of uh, the design that you don't usually find in this kind of product. In other words, the preamp works with the power supply, blah, 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 blah. So you can pack more power into the system. And finally, we have special sauce in the form of DSP processing with our own proprietary algorithms to improve um, not only the perception of the sound and loudness, but also the way that the sound complements the capabilities of the loudspeaker in the system to maximize the available uh, drive. So the company was founded uh, a few years ago with pretty much our own money and some friends and family. And um, we were just astonished at um, and how fast it took off. But in the pro world, uh, for some reason, uh, people started using it. And there was a lot of word of mouth about it. Anybody here a Wilco fan? All right. 
Um, so if you saw them on uh, NPR not too long ago, you saw them playing live with uh, nothing but five lunch boxes for the gig. Um, they're using them. Um, ZZ Top is using them. The Bunny Men are using Who else? Who are some of our favorite? And he's lots of people, big names, who you know, who are not people that we found and gave amps to, but people who just found them and then found us. And um, okay, uh, I'll wrap it up. And um, the lovely and talented Michael Kirschman will um, will show you what the amps sound like. Yeah, I mean, just as a consumer and not a musician, I look at this and say, that's like the best mobile speaker I ever saw, if it can work like this, or you do market it like this? Uh, no, one of the things we're trying to raise money to do is to diversify into exactly that market and a few others. But right now, we've, we've had to stay in our core market for the time being. Great. Thank you. That was uh, ZT Amplifiers. Right, next up is Music Info. So about um, 10 minutes ago, I was just going to do a one-minute pitch. And then now I'm going to try to do a demo in this jet lag. I came from Finland a few days ago, <laughs> just a day ago. So <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> so I'll talk a bit about Music Info. Music Info will change the way we currently search for information about music on the internet. Start off with our, our demo here. We are a aggregation service. We, we've pulled information from the largest and most relevant services online to put all the info about artists on one page. So here's um, everyone's favorite Icelandic artist. Her um, information pulled from Wikipedia, from Discogs, <laughs> BBC background information. Her SoundCloud, um, SoundCloud page, these are uh, remixes by other, other artists from Björk's music, music videos, official music videos. You can find uh, the purchase locations for these. We've currently partnered with iTunes, Amazon 7 Digital, um, Spotify, Deezer, RDO, all the, all the players around. We're funded by, by um, affiliate agreements with these um, parties. So when someone comes to our site, finds a song, and buys it from one of our partners, we receive affiliate commission. And what makes this different from, from others is we've, we've um, combined the different information from different services to show on one page. So here we have her official music videos from this specific um, release. The release information about the, the album, related sites to it, photographs of the album, here are the different version history of releases, um, release information about the the different physical copies of it. And um, we're a team of six, we're based in Finland. And sorry, I'm completely lost right now, but it's 3 a.m. in my head, so. <laughs> so thank you for hearing me out and thanks for this opportunity, it's been great. Thank you. Do we have any questions for Music Info? So we'll move on to Upbeat Games. Hello everybody, my name is Ko, and I'm the founder of Upbeat Games, 
We are a developer of music education apps and games, um, but we're also a music technology school in San Francisco and Boston and soon to be in Oakland as well. So yeah, there's a picture of our lab in the Mission District here in San Francisco. So Upbeat is powered by musicians, electronic composers, beat makers, developers, and educators who are in the classroom every day interacting with students and technology. Um, we develop entertaining apps and that are also educational. Unlike other music games like Tap Tap, Revolution, and Guitar Hero, we give the user full control over uh, musical instruments, which facilitates real music making and real music learning. So why do people go to electronic music festivals and pay $500 for music that they can listen to at home? It's a lot about um, the feeling of belonging and the feeling that you're a part of the music making process. So the DJ kind of feeds off of the crowd and in a way, the crowd is a part of the music making. Um, electronic music is notoriously simple, um, considered simple by critics. Um, and all that means is that it's a good vehicle for education. Um, learning how to play steady beats. It's, it's kind of like the kind of beat. And our first app, which is called Cookie Beats, it's an app for kids ages six and up, uses um, music technology concepts like step sequencers and drum pads, and um, teaches kids rhythm through hip hop and electronic music. So I'm gonna try to demo that right now. And um, I think this lesson is about eighth notes. So the grid here is a 16th note grid like you would find on any um, digital audio software. And what you can do is listen to it and play it back. So it's a call and response game. One and two and three and four and. So there's lessons where it's counting, like you would in a music theory class. And there's also lessons where um, you're playing drums and beats. So I'll play this one. One and two and three and four and. And one of the features is that if you mess up, it'll slow down the tempo automatically. So you um, can play it slower. And that's something all of my music teachers have told me to do over the years. So now we're going to play that same lesson with drum sounds instead. So. These are like the, the very beginning levels, and it, it progresses on to some very uh, complicated beats. And uh, let's see, here's like a four on the floor beat that's pretty much the same thing, uh, and you might recognize it. I won't play the whole level because it goes on for like 32 bars, but um, 
Yeah, there's recent research that shows that the ability to uh, keep a steady beat improves uh, reading and language skills. So, yeah, this game could also be applied to that. Um, if you want to look us up, it's uh, upbeatgames.com. And um, this app is on the App Store as well. It's called Cookie Beats. Thank you. Any questions from the audience? Cool. All right, um, next is Sizzle. Hello, we're Sizzle. My name is Scott Rankin. I'm a co-founder, and this is Will Saunders. No, I think we're okay. I'm the audio part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. <clears throat> so Sizzle is a company, when you're creating a new product, for us, we kind of looked at where's the vacuum and what's not there. Um, in a nutshell, it's a way to rate bands and venues, and it's, in a, in a nutshell, it's like a Yelp for performances. Um, Geo-based, so wherever you are, it's there. Um, yeah. Pull it up there. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do a demo and uh, do a little voiceover along with Merle. So essentially what you're looking at is a, a th kind of a, we call it a drunk-proof app. In other words, you can use it any place because it's very, very simple. But what it does is that it actually rates uh, pretty much uh, all the bands that are touring in the world right now. This is over 100 and something thousand indexed. And what, this is showing you what's in the Bay Area right now. So you have basically, as you see, there's a rating flame. There's a genre. There's information, you know, thumbnail. That just gives you sort of a snack of what's out there. So the, the usual use case is you want to go out and you want to know if a band's any good. Because nine times out of ten, you're going in there and you're just kind of going on a referral from a friend or whatever. You don't really know what to expect unless it's a major act on tour. That's a different thing. So, and we do those too. So what this is, is I can look at very, I can look, I can sort, just to give you a quick tour, I can sort by artists, venue, city, genre. I can show you what's playing in Tokyo, what's happening in, in Berlin, what's happening in London, all that stuff um, in real time. So as I go through here, I can see, okay, there's a, a band I want to look at, let's say Noah and the Whale. But also what I can do is say, hey, you know what? What's, what's happening around me right now? So what we have here is also a location-based uh, um, tour of what's happening around you. And you can, instead of going through list view, you can actually move through here and you can take a look what's in the area by just going back and forth. So if I go back to the list view very quickly, if I want to know, know more about Noah and the Whale, I can just tap on it. And then what you'll see is we actually render a poster. Because a poster is the you know, universal symbol for live music. It's always been the poster, right? It's kind of been there forever. But this is kind of cool because what we do is we sh if you don't know about the band, we give them, in this case, a four-star rating. Now, how do we generate the rating? We actually have a, a massive deep data engine that crawls and looks around and has all kinds of inputs. Uh, it can, you know, can actually take two dozen types of metrics. It'll give you a machine rating. And then if you go to the club or whatever, the uh, event, you check in to the event, you can actually rate it, or your fans can rate it, or your friends of fans, whatever. Or you can rate it up and down. And what's cool is you can actually, you have now have a voice. You can actually say, this is a kick-ass band, or they suck. <laughs> so you can actually have that input. So but if you're still trying to find out about the band, you can say, OK, let's take a look at some of their music, right? So you know, basically, I could sample it. If, I, if they got a video, I can check out the video. So I got a little more information. You know, that's kind of cool. So what I can do also is I can go, okay, what's, what's happening on the social? So I can look at all their, now these aren't hashtags, these are the actual handles from, you know, from Twitter, from Instagram, 
from Facebook, whatever, we actually bring that together, drop, and wrap it around the poster. Now let's say I don't know what the Fillmore is because I'm not from the Bay Area, uh, so I go check out the Fillmore. Now I can look at the Fillmore, basically say, hey, that's kind of cool, and I can look at the ratings, um, you know what's going on there. Uh, I can go buy tickets uh, for the event if I want to go. Uh, and a very cool feature, which is personally one of my favorites, is I want to follow this band, okay, I'll follow the band, okay. So I'll follow them, or I'm going to go to their event, I can check into the event up here. Uh, now if I check into the event and I take Sizzle there, my vote counts more. And this, the last feature, which I think is really cool, because we're about a company that's going to really create deep fan engagement, and we think this will be a very, this is, as Merle said, Yelp for, for live music. But this is actually very cool. Let's say I want to see the whole tour. Here's their entire tour uh, in the United States. And what I can do is I can actually zip through and take a look at who they're playing with. So I can go over and say, oh, hey, they're playing with Arctic Monkeys. That's kind of cool. Who are they? And pop over. Now I'm looking at Arctic Monkeys on Austin City Limits. Now I can actually go in here and look at all of the, the entire Austin City Limits festival. So for one application, this is about a deeply integrated application that works off of uh, crowdsourced data. Uh, and it's now available today. We actually launched the Musitech. Uh, two years in development, and it's available free, uh, iOS S7. And that's really a very speed uh, question in the back. Yeah, how do you monetize it? We uh, revenue share on tickets, we sell music, uh, we sell sponsorships, we have some tie-ups with some major brands in, in development, major artists. Plus we have an entire uh, community play that we'll be announcing shortly where we'll be able to connect millions of fans by the genres and bands they're interested in. So we have a very pervasive uh, monetization uh, model. The other question in the back? Go for it. I was just curious because you said two things about the data. Where's the data coming from? Because there was one, you type into, you're going, getting that data from where, but if I'm a user, then my vote is worth more, and yeah, the way Yelp the, is a gaming situation anyway, and I'm just not sure what's good. Yeah, the, I'm uh, just not sure where the no, ratings are coming from. The touring schedules are from Songkick, that's a partner of ours, um, but we also have a what we call a base machine learning system, which goes out and, and basically pulls data from you know a lot of sources on the web, that's proprietary in the back end, and gives you a general rating of how good this band should likely be. Now, if you take our app to that and you check in with that, as a Sizzle user, you now have extra weight. So if, if 20 of your, of your fans show up at a show and give you a, a four or five, that affects, much like uh, iTunes, it affects your rating. Uh, but it's a smart algorithm. You can't game it that well. And then, of course, we have a whole global network we're building of human curators in the group. So, so we have, uh, we're doing in San Francisco, LA, Toronto, New York, London, and Berlin next year. So we'll have literally a network of active Sizzle users, we'll have human curators who are music experts, a lot of interns too, and uh, we'll also have, we expect, we hope, millions of Sizzle users who are using this to actually not only discover music, follow bands they really like, but also invite friends to go see acts they've discovered. Our goal is to be able to find the next Adele basically before anybody else does in this system and show her trending up. So it's about discovery, it's about following bands you like, it's about social sharing and uh, in a sense it's really disruptive in, in a good way because right now there is no, they've got a 30 billion dollar industry global and there's no rating index. There's no 
billboards for live music, there's no Rotten Tomatoes for live music, and there's no Yelp for live music. So this is something that, as Merle said, we, we spotted a very large gap in the market, and we believe we're going to fill it. So that's Sizzle with a Y, <laughs> and it's sizzle.me. The, the, also, we're looking for people, if you want to sign up to become a music expert, if you want to help curate uh, bands, if you want to tell uh, a band you know to check their rating on Sizzle, it's up live now today. Great. Thanks. Thank you. So the next company is Tablis. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Brent, and this is Mike, and uh, whoa, and uh, we're part of Tablis. Um, so, how many of you guys play guitar? I imagine like a lot of you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, if you use guitar tabs to uh, learn songs, this this app's for you. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, learning a new song on the guitar uh, typically involves looking up a tab, which is kind of like sheet music, which has the notes, but you also have to listen to the actual song. In, uh, in order to figure out kind of how to play those notes and figure out the more uh, nuances of the song. Um, the problem is since the tab and the uh, music track are separate, um, there's actually a lot of time wasted going back and forth like between the two. Um, so to solve that problem, uh, we built Tablis, which is uh, a new guitar tab website which uh, synchronizes the guitar tabs with the actual songs. Um, so basically you can click part of the tab, say like, second part of some solo, and the actual, the actual song will start playing from, from that uh, section. So we actually have it built. We're in closed beta right now, and I guess we can jump right into the demo. Any request? Black and black? Sounds good to me. Why don't you just go to like the chorus or something? Um, so that's pretty much what a, a text tab looks like. Um, it, What's cool about Tablist is you can take any text tab, like any tab that's already out there, and then put it right in. So we don't have like a proprietary format. Um, we actually work really hard to work with even kind of funny looking text tabs, as you guys probably know. There's some funny ones. Um, so yeah, you can click and, just, uh, and then maybe go to like the solo or something. Just, whatever. Trust me, it works. Um, you can turn on the auto scroll feature, which, yeah, um, it'll scroll the tab automatically with the song. Um, so you can just kind of have the song playing and not have to put your guitar down. Um, if you move the song around, the tab will automatically scroll. And there's a lot of other neat features like looping. You can set a section to like a start and an end point. Just have it loop there if you want to practice that section. You can slow it down. Um, yeah, so some key differentiators are, as I mentioned, we use the real song. Um, so rather than like MIDI instruments, which, which Guitar Pro and those, those kind of tools use. Um, and also, as I mentioned, we work on text. So it works with existing tabs. And it's pretty much zero learning curve if you know how to edit a text editor. Um, so I'll, real quick, I'll show you how to add a new tab, because you're probably wondering, like, how does it get, how does it know? Um, so before you get too excited, it's not fully automatic. That, that problem is sort of the, the holy grail of audio and hasn't been solved yet. Um, but we think we've got a good balance. So, so I'll just go ahead and um, search for a song. Sure. I can just pick some random song. I don't know. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Sounds good. So I'll flick up Taylor Swift 22. 
So you, right now we're uh, using uh, YouTube for the songs. Um, we're still like uh, looking into different options of how we want to stream the music, um, and that's one of the reasons why we're here at the con uh, at the summit. To, so yeah, um, you can just search the web for a tab. Um, just I guess pick the first one. I actually had no idea he's picking this song, so this is all like. So you get the. Yeah, you, right now you can uh, just put in any tab, load it. And what's cool is our engine will recognize after you hit uh, continue, it'll it'll make sense of this and. Yeah, so it'll it'll make sense of like you know where are, are the actual sections, and as the song is playing, you just click uh, whichever what line is at what time. Um, just click a few lines, I guess. Yeah. And then after you hit save, it goes to the view you saw before. Um, but yeah, there's a few more features. But if anyone's interested, we're in closed beta. As we figure out like licensing, we can give you invites or uh, just talk to us, find out more. Again, we're uh, tablist.net. And um, yeah, I'm Brent. That's Mike. And uh, thanks everybody for coming out. Do we have some questions in the back? You mentioned it right at the very end there. Have you started to look at the licensing issues behind all of the sheet music, the songs, the performances, the, cause I want that. I want to use that, but I, and, and I also wonder as, as a sub part of this question, what happened to Olga? What happened to the other tab sites that, that, that used to flourish and a lot of, I don't know if they got shut down. I don't know if they got, they had to uh, restrict access to certain parts of their database because that was out there, but this is an interesting this is an interesting idea. I'm wondering how, are you scared of the licensing issues? or Because I, I kind of think you should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, so that's definitely, that's probably the biggest thing, our biggest challenge um, at this point especially. And um, so Olga and like MX tabs, and there's, there's a bunch of other sites that have, that have uh, been basically shut down. Um, whether it's they had no other choice or it just wasn't profitable. Um, to go legal, I guess. Um, so right now, there's there's a company called Harry Fox Agency. Um, they were actually here earlier, and they they give out what's called mechanical licenses, which is what kind of guitar tabs fall under. Um, there's a site called Ultimate Guitar. I'm sure many of you guys have heard of that. They're fully legal, and um, so we've been looking in, and they work with the Harry Fox Agency. Um, so we've been looking into getting like a mechanical license to uh, to use display the tabs. Um, and yeah, it's definitely like that's that's our biggest challenge. And um, we we've done our you know Google Google searching, but we're we're still like kind of looking for a mentor or uh, just kind of we're still looking for help help with that. Um, but we re we really want to do it the right way, so uh, so that we're here to stay. Yeah. Thanks for the question, though. Thanks. Cool. Next next we have louder. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Crawford, and I'm here representing a passionate team of artists. We've built a pay-what-you-want digital music platform that's unlocking new revenue for independent musicians. We believe that all digital content has value. We also believe that everybody values that content differently. Yet if you look at the predominant economic models in the digital music space, there's the fixed pricing a la carte, and the all-you-can-eat subscription. We're focusing on a more human interaction 
and that's empowerment. On Louder, artists set the floor, consumers set the price. What this has resulted in is 80% of the purchases on Louder are above the minimum price. On Louder, when you contribute more, you get more. Dragging up that pay slider often unlocks additional content, and we put the highest contributors on the bottom of every product page. This has resulted in single tracks going for $200 multiple times. We support more songs. Louder is the only US download platform to natively integrate cover song clearance. We obtain the necessary mechanicals directly from the publishers. We pay the songwriters and publishers for every download, and there are no upfront fees. We also support more collaborations. With the Royalty Administration backend, we can enable easy collaboration between artists, taking all the hassle out of re reporting royalties to your friends, to your collaborators, to your arrangers, etc. We also issue the tax forms, which uh, reduces a huge headache for our musicians. Some of the reasons Louder, um, some, some of these are the reasons that Louder has never lost a client. We currently enjoy a 3.2% conversion rate, and we've already generated over $100,000 for artists in new revenue in six months. Last week, the Silicon Valley Business Journal uh, listed us as the most buzzworthy startup raising money on AngelList. And today, we're proud to open up Louder uh, as an open platform where there's no upfront fee. Instead, Louder earns 15% on every sale made. That's half of iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. And none of them do rights clearance. So I'm really excited for you guys to get to see Louder. You can see it today, louder.fm. And uh, please feel free to come up to me afterwards and, uh, and let me know your thoughts on the platform. And I also have Louder stickers. Thank you very much. Any questions? Next is Karenga. Well, hello. My name is Marguerite, and I'm the founder of Karanga. Uh, my background is as a social worker working with caregivers and persons with Alzheimer's and other cognitive disabilities that include strokes and Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury. And I just want to do a quick survey of the crowd here. How many of you have in your life, if there's a family member or, or a friend, somebody who has that type of disability. So it's pretty high number. Uh, there's about 15 million folks with those kinds of conditions in the US. There's lots of people uh, and as many or more caregivers. And um, I am not a musical person. Uh, not until I heard my mom sing spontaneously towards the end of her life with Alzheimer's, she would sing every day, and that was the only way I could communicate with her. And in my job as a social worker, I um, also work with these folks, um, and it's, I would say about 95% of them respond to familiar music. And it's quite something to see someone who's just totally uh, withdrawn, apathetic, come up, come to life just because of familiar music. Um, and the opposite, somebody who can be very agitated and anxious, pacing, all of a sudden calms down because of the music. So this is very, uh, this is very well researched. There's a lot of research that's been done that shows that familiar music activates every part of the brain. 
and that for people with cognitive disabilities, it allows, uh, it opens pathways so that people who are not speaking are able to speak again. People are able to remember autobiographical memories. Um, so we know that. The question is how do we enable caregivers to access the familiar music that will um, uh, bring life to their interactions? Um, so this is why I created Karanga. Karanga is an app for the iPad right now. It rests on Spotify. And uh, I'm just going to show you the wireframes because, uh, because of iOS 7, uh, we're still, uh, the developers are still trying to catch up and, and bring back the app to what it was before. So this is just going to show you the, the flow of the app. So this is the home page. And what the app does, it helps you um, search for familiar music. A problem that caregivers face is that the persons are oftentimes unable to tell them what they like. And it's music from a uh, previous era, so they don't know. So there needs to be a way for them to identify that music. So what we do is in the sign up, the critical information is the birth year of a person. And then we have a way to um, find music from the person's youth. Uh, during the years when they were between 15 and 25. And there's, res there's research done at UC Davis that by Peter Ginetta that shows that it's that those um, years when the person um, keeps the emotional memory uh, and then it's able, they're able to respond to it later in their later years. So in terms of uh, finding the music, um, we've done some, this is not showing very well, but um, the results of a beta testing have shown that what people want is they want to know, um, they want to be able to search by year of release, they want to be able to search by genre and year, and they also want to be um, have suggestions that are um, uh, generated by the app for this um, younger years music. So we um, show suggestions based on these this music by. Um, um, when the person was between 15 and 25. And then we do that also by genres that are period sensitive. <coughs> they can also search the iTunes library. And then they can create playlists. And then they can um, see lyrics. <coughs> and it's really important that the lyrics be really um, big. And that was one feedback we got in the beta testing. So there's the ability to um, adapt the size of the lyrics. <coughs> they can also record video of a person singing. We found that people really enjoy that. And then they can share it with their family members. And then one last feature is that um, familiar music brings up spontaneous memory. And that people like to have both auditory and visual stimulus. So this is a feature where the caregiver can look for uh, photos that are um, helping with the memories in the Google and also uh, the iPad library. And they can create albums for each song. So this is pretty much the app. Thank you. Any questions? Um, next is Tapper TV. Uh, my name is Deej, and for the last 15 years I've been trying to figure out how to make the visuals in my head for music more apparent to you. And so, um, several years ago when the iPad came out, I started working on a project called Tapper TV. And with Tapper TV, what I wanted to do was give you a bunch of what I call wands. 
And these wands respond to your touches and taps here on the screen. They respond to things like tilts. And then what you can do with these wands is you can pick a song from your music library and you can pick a wand and while the song is playing you can record your wand motions. I probably don't need nearly as much music. There we go. And then when we play that back, you'll see all those wand motions. And I can stop that, rewind. Let's go ahead and add another one. Record another layer. And then we'll play that back. And then when I'm done creating these visuals, I can then publish that up to a social network. And then anybody else who has this song can now watch my dance. So let me come in. Here are the top 30 dances uh, in the last 30 days. Let's come into one of my favorites here. I'm going to pick this Nicki Minaj song and let this load up. Now what's being recorded is the motion data, and the motion data is being played back. So this has an element of a live performance because it's not a video recording. It's the actual motion data. And I'm going to get to why that's significant in a moment. There we go. So here's a dance that somebody has created for this song. And then I can pick my own wands and start dancing on top of it, right? And then if I like this song or like this dance, I can come in and actually remix it. And what that allows me to do is drop back into the studio and actually go and remix their dances, change their wands, change their layers, add my own layers, um, and create my own dance, and then publish that back up to the social network. Um, I'm trying to make this into a lifestyle business. Um, so the revenue models include things like affiliate fees for people who want to buy the songs for the dances that they see, uh, working with the other music streaming services like Spotify or RDO. And there's another element to this which actually allows me to take this into uh, live venues um, and allow people to actually dance on the walls. So I can have a number of um, iOS devices running Tapper TV and they can actually send their motion data over the wireless network to a central iPad and then project this up onto a large screen. And here I'm actually showing you a baton mode where I'm actually using the gyroscope as the input mechanism. So I am physically dancing, and now I've got a digital dance platform. All of the dance data is um, shared and uploaded by users under a Creative Commons license. Uh, so it's all meant to be an open Creative Commons, uh, Creative Commons digital dance platform. Thank you. I'm standing between you and a beer, and I want a drink. <laughs> Thanks. Any questions? Uh, yes. App purchases for ones. Yes. Well, so, and then, the, you know, the question is working with companies like Spotify and RDO, trying to figure out how they want to enable monetization. I would like to monetize on the creative side and say, look, users bring their own music. Users dance their own dance. I bring the tools to let you dance digitally. Was another question over here? 
When you're sharing the socials, what's the native player you're using for video? It's not video. So the data being sent up to the cloud is the actual motion data normalized for the different screens, an iPhone, an iPad, an HDTV. So that when the user, when another user comes in and sees a dance in the theater, I'm downloading that motion data and I'm playing it back. And that's what allows the user to be able to remix that, throw it onto a different wand, throw it onto a different layer. This is all being rendered in OpenGL, so the feature includes three dimensions, different shapes, different kinds of wands, different kinds of wand behaviors, things like that. So these, these dances are, you know, videos in the sense that you're seeing them play over time, but they're the size of pictures. So a three-minute video is 300K. Kay. Any other questions? Um, for instance, I'm thinking of my own uh, target population. And I know that that kind of visual and the touch experience is really important. Yes. So I would love to, you know, work with you, for instance. Sure. Um, because I think it would it would really provide a lot of pleasure to, you know, someone with Alzheimer's. It's just a visual. There's no cognitive, um, you know. Yes. Um, work involved. So. Yeah, absolutely. We'll go have a drink and talk about it. Hey, <laughs> right. thanks. It's great. Thank you. We have uh, two more presentations for you, and Audio Common is next. How's it going? My name is Jesse Orshan. Uh, I'm a student at Cornell University, um, and I co-founded a new software for musicians that I, we believe is really going to change the way people listen to music and the way that musicians actually think about their instruments as well as the entire music community. So basically what ThinkPlay does is we have developed a software that allows for pitch detection of musical instruments and in doing so allows musicians to trigger audio and video samples in real time for their musical instruments. This can be anything from drum tracks to dubstep noises to elements of hip hop beats as well as videos that can accompany specific notes on your instrument. Um, once all of these triggers are mapped out on your instrument, these can actually be shared between musicians of a variety of different instruments which our software works with. So I'll give you a short demo and kind of show you a short video of somebody actually using this live, and I think you guys will kind of get it. Basically what we do is we allow for e-pedals, so the user, and what this actually allows you to do, is to map audio and video samples as well as MIDI tracks to your instrument and perform with them in real time. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to upload some audio clips. So I go to my clip library, I can pick pretty much anything I, I want, so I could do... I'm not really sure what this is, but I drag it. I can pick a section or the whole clip. And one of the great things about this is these clips can be taken, you can build them in Ableton or Logic, or you can record a track on your phone or take something from iTunes. They can come from anywhere. And I can drag and drop this to a note on my instrument. And when I hit that note, you don't know the power. I can actually trigger that sample in real time. I can do a variety of different things, including loop it. I can have it controlled so that it, you it, it plays until I let my finger go and a variety of other different capabilities. On top of that, this is not only applied to audio triggers, this is also applied to video triggers. So you can upload a video from YouTube, from your phone, from anywhere, and actually assign those videos to notes on your instrument and trigger them in real time. Drag it down. You don't. You. I can actually trigger that video from my instrument, and if I double click on this, I can actually, for my performance for a live audience, be triggering my own visual performance in real time. So one of the other really cool things about our software is then all of these mappings, if you can imagine a bunch of layouts 
if you map out a variety of different songs, say you take an entire hip hop track or you take an EDM song or you just want different drum tracks for when you play guitar, you can then share your creation with musicians, not only of your own instrument, but of a variety of different instruments. Our technology works with violin, it works with guitar, it works with MIDI controllers. So an EDM artist can build this for their drum pad and sell their creation to a guitar player or violinist. Uh, we envision techno philharmonics and dubstep on banjos and everything in, in between, if you can imagine that. So I'm going to show you a quick little video of somebody doing this live. Uh, this was filmed about two weeks ago. Um, I won't show you the whole thing, but this is my friend Duncan who went to Stanford and who volunteered to be the first person to demo at this. <laughs> That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning through bending veil. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock. So that's Think Play. And uh, we're going to change the way musicians use their instruments. Uh, this is going to be coming out. Uh, hopefully at the end of the year, we are currently looking for artists to demo with this for hip-hop, for electronic music. We are also actively fundraising. We're going to try to kickstart in the next couple of months. And I uh, hope you guys like what you saw. Uh, there's more to come. So check us out online, thinkplayaudio.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. Tell your friends. Share our video. It's on YouTube. Just type in Breakout by ThinkPlay. Thank you. If we have one quick question, we have time for that. I'm familiar with um, both MIDI guitars and pitch-to-MIDI uh, converters. How is your system different, or how does it relate to those technologies? Okay, so I don't know how technical I should get if you want. Afterwards, we could talk on a little bit more of a technical basis, but basically everything that has existed so far has only been something known as like a MIDI guitar, for example. And basically, there's never existed a platform that has allowed you to isolate every individual note on your instrument in a polyphonic way. Um, so for an example, I could discern this G from the same G on a different string. Um, and basically how we do that is a new technology came out last year known as the Fishman Triple Play, which uses hexaphonic pickups to discern pitch detection on specific notes. And then with knowing that technology existed, we partnered with NYU and were able to build our own type of sensor, which sits under the strings of musical instruments. Um, it's very cheap. Our entire platform is going to be under $100. And that allows to uh, the computer to interpret each string separately in real time. And by doing so, we have a latency-free system. All right, cool. 
So last but not least is Audio Common, Thank and you. then we can all go get some beers. All right, cool. Hey, thanks so much for sticking around, everyone. After I came home from Afghanistan with the military, I went back into the studio to create my latest album. And after recording my music, I was caught in a never-ending communication loop that wasted over 50% of my time and money. Ever since, I've dedicated myself to creating what I call social music development. We are a passionate team of MIT musicians and hackers redefining the way music is created, organized, and shared in today's interconnected world. We're GitHub for music plus a new listening experience. So I want everyone to close your eyes. I know it's late. Close your eyes for one second. All right, open them. You are all members of the band Queen. Good evening. I am Brian May, and we're going to log on to audiocommon.com and take a listen to what we've been working on in the studio over the past couple of weeks. Through Audio Common, you can build decentralized teams, communicate securely, and collaborate in new ways during very early stages of the process and beyond. We're creating a new type of experience for the musician. Let's see. We're starting a new conversation in an industry ripe for disruption. We're going to go into a session, Killer Queen, and listen to what we've been working on. She keeps them always shando in a pretty cabinet at the cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette, remedy. Absolutely awful. Let's mark this spot. Solo cabinet, and listen again. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. Absolutely terrible. Let's mark this spot in the waveform and comment. Freddie, lay off the scotch, you're awful. This comment is now time synchronized and aggregated in our overall list for further team action. And users can easily toggle from comment to comment to get a very granular view of the issues at hand. This is a new channel of communication in an industry ripe for disruption. And we have a bunch of cool, oh, this is firing Freddie. You can reach out to your teammates through our platform. Key to our concept of social music development is that users can download the files from our interface and do different cool track versioning type things like GitHub. Do new session copies and what have you like Google Docs for music. This is all real-time collaboration, folks. We have a bunch of cool project management tools that have to do with ushering people throughout the creative pipeline. This is our track board that gives you a granular view of the progress. And this is our cost and schedule tool that lets you know very quickly and easily if you're on or off track. We have an API that makes it really easy for bands to integrate this stuff into their site and show users a whole new experience with audio. Oh, Mary, don't you close the door. And war because strangers in this changing land have all forgotten how to sing. The reason this is important is because we're getting involved in the creative process before anyone else out there. And the reason that's really cool is because we're able to capture a bunch of data that no one has ever captured in the industry. You guys have heard in these conference side sessions the metadata story. We're capturing all of that at very early stages of the creative process and exposing new monetization opportunities for an industry ripe for disruption. We are audio common. We are musicians. We are hackers. Join us as we change music. Any questions for Audio Common? Great. So I just want to give a big round of applause to all of our winners for this year. Um, great job. And if you're with a company that's interested in applying for our next summit, be sure to check out our website once we announce our next summit um, for the Startup Innovators Challenge. And you can apply for that.
So I guess everyone wants to go get some drinks. Cocktail happening now. (laughs) 